0: you will become more skilled in relationship management, decision-making, and job performance. Now here's your host, your coach, and your Sherpa, Kingsley Grant. Here we go, here we go, here we go. This is your boy, Kingsley Grant, behind the Jamaican microphone, bringing you yet another exciting show. And today we are going to be talking about one of those of lingering residue of a thought process that some people have and that is about making the boss happy okay that is it's almost like that is my responsibility so the topic is make the boss happy is a bad strategy for success (laughs) you heard me right right and maybe you might wonder well kingsley where where are you going with this? Because who would have that thought process? Who actually is thinking about that? That's what they need to do. Well, my friend, there are a number of what I call like, you know, um, implied or implicit kind of thought process, right? It's It's something that is It's unspoken, but it's almost like it's an expectation. It it is something that kind of prevails, a prevailing thought. It's brought over, I believe, I mean, I would think from a, a different era, right? A different time that we had, quote, bosses, unquote, right? We have terms given where people would see themselves as I am the boss and even though it may not be said often and again I don't know because I'm not in a setting where I hear that much and I have heard it in my you know I cannot say I've never heard it but I, I I wonder if that is not an implicit thought where people expect leaders expect to be treated a certain way it's almost like an entitlement mentality i'm entitled to be treated as a boss and making me happy is your your responsibility because an unhappy boss means that it makes everybody miserable and it really impacts culture it impacts Output, it impacts morale, right? And you could go down the list when you don't have a quote happy boss. But whose responsibility is that? Why is that burden being placed on team members? You know, I I, it's it's again, like I said, it may not be stated. I I know that when I grew up in Jamaica, which is where I'm from, and if you have by now figured that out and that's why I said I'm behind the Jamaican microphone but I I I knew I know this was a not just a lingering thing or an implicit kind of expectation where everybody need to watch out and be careful and don't make the boss upset and it's it's it's, it's a scary thing you walk around, and if you've ever heard the phrase, like you're on eggshells, right? I remember working in the banking industry for a little bit while I was in Jamaica, very much, you know, I got in very young at the time. And I remember that there was a person that was a boss, the manager of the bank. Of course, the manager had his office where it was. You know, that's his office. And everyone knew it was his office. And when he came out of that office, a few times he did. I wouldn't say a few times, but the times he did, it, it it was, you look at him, this stern look. And you know, he's, they're coming out to get somebody. I can't even recall ever seeing him smiling. And I know he did. I'm sure he did. But I, I, I would almost look okay, who is he going after now? And when I would see him go and stand behind someone's desk or beside someone's desk and is talking, I'm thinking, oh boy, is that positioning where as a boss, he is standing and the person is sitting. It's almost like I'm going to positionally show you who is a boss, right? And so everyone, most people I would say that I know in the, the bank at the time, we all would try our best to make him smile and do things to make him happy. We wanted, in a sense, quote, air quotes, you can't see me doing the quotes behind this microphone because you're hearing my voice, but air quotes, we wanted to make daddy happy, unquote, right? That was the kind of idea, make the boss happy. And if we did, then we would all get along. We would have a more successful experience at the bank And everybody would be feeling good about themselves. Wrong. That never happened. It wasn't the case. I would tell you one thing that did happen. We had tension. We felt, I know, let me speak for myself. I felt kind of tense. I I didn't know what, what to expect. I didn't know that if the boss wasn't happy, would there be an outburst? Would there be when the bank was closed after banking hours and we would have to do the inside work behind the scenes and get everything taken care of and we had meetings and brief brief meetings sometimes and sometimes longer meetings? I didn't know what would happen. And and so you're going into those meetings with a sense of feeling stressed. I mean, do you know what I'm talking about? Have that ever happened to you? Do your people, your team members... Do they feel as if they need to make you happy? Have you given them the impression, somehow sent the message that your responsibility is to do the work so I can feel happy? You know, it was Eleanor Roosevelt who made this statement or is attributed, attributed to her. It says, where she says, no one can make you feel inferior without your consent. No one can make you feel inferior without your consent. And if I was to take that quote of hers and bring it into this context, this is what it would say to me. No one can make you feel unhappy without your consent. People do not, and, and hear, me very, hear me very clearly here, leader, Mr. Leader, Miss Leader, it's your responsibility for your happiness. <laughs> it is not somebody else's responsibility. You need to show up to the, your environment that you are the thermostat for. And you've heard me in the past talk about this. That leaders are thermostats to set the temperature and thermometer to gauge the temperature. That is who you are. You are responsible for your own happiness. Everybody else, everybody is when you are desiring and expecting someone to make you happy, number one, you're given your, control over to somebody else. But secondly, it could be insecurity. You're, 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 you're trying to fill a need through someone else. You're trying to look for approval and validation. And when you don't get it, oh, you're now unhappy. Really? Really? When you have that mentality, and again, I'm not saying you do, but those leaders who have that mentality implicitly, they're not explaining, they're not explicitly saying, you know, your job is to make me happy, but it's almost like they're sending that message. They're setting up their people for that, and and you've got to gauge. They're allowing their people to kind of gauge the the temperature of the room and adjust accordingly right because they don't want to upset the boss now I understand that it's important that we as leaders help our people to become self-aware and but also in this case social awareness we want to create a culture where everyone understands the emotional intelligence Approach to a working environment. And of course, I call that having an a more intelligent, a more intelligent culture. How to create that, how to help people understand, to, to read body language, to have social awareness. But it first start with self awareness. And you and I, we as leaders, it's our responsibility to set that in motion to enable people to rise to the occasion. Again, we're not doing it for our own selfish agenda, right? We're doing it because we are truly interested in our, pe- our team, our people becoming the best version of themselves. Remember now, many of your team members spend more time with you than they do with even people that they truly love and want to be around. And I'm sorry to burst your bubble. You're not it. You're not it. It's not because they want to be around you necessarily, because they have to be. If they had a choice to choose who they're around as a leader, maybe they won't choose you. Maybe they would not choose me. But that's the whole goal of this podcast, this movement of immortelligent intelligent is to become the leader that they cannot ignore, that they would choose you if they had a chance to decide who became their leader. You want to make certain that it gets to that place where they feel such an affinity with you. They feel their heart. They're, they're with you in every way because you create that You're responsible. I am responsible. And we help them become the best version of themselves, but also how to have the the dynamic of the interactions, the social awareness that they need to have. Remember now, we we are operating from this idea of emotional intelligence and what that looks like, right? We, We talk about the whole idea of um, the, the first thing we need to do, because if we're going to then be emotionally intelligent and we are going to be intelligent, let's put it that way, then the, the first idea is self-awareness, right? Are we aware? Are we able to recognize our feelings and how it impacts people around us? How it, how it impacts our performance, Do we have a good understanding of our values and our goals? This is part of self-awareness, right? We need to have that. And when we are able to have that, then we can begin to help others themselves to have like what we have, right? So it's your job. It's my job as the leader to do that. So, my happiness if that's the strategy i want to have to get successful then it's a bad strategy it's not a good strategy it won't work it will actually do the opposite it will let you become the leader that failed not one who succeed where others failed so the first thing i would suggest is be self aware be self aware Are you codependent? Are you needing somebody to make you feel good about yourself, to validate you? Now, I understand. Every one of us do things because we want to be acknowledged and we want recognition. That's why we don't, when we leave home, right? I would would think so. When we actually leave, get dressed, uh, leave the house, we are going to put our best on, per se. We're going to take care of ourselves. Because we want to make certain that we look a certain way, right? That's that's a given. All of us do that. And I, I would think there's a need for that because that's how it is. So I, I get that part. So we want recognition and acknowledgement. But we should not allow that to become the thing that decides who we are, right? It should not be the thing that decides who we are. We are not people's opinion, even though unfortunately a lot of people have live their lives that way. They live their lives because of what others have said and they try so hard to live accordingly or adjust accordingly. And that's how if your leadership style is that way, you're not going to be successful because it's going to eat you up. It's going to do a number on you when you're not getting what it is you want from your people. You are probably setting a higher expectation than they're able to deliver your happiness and how you feel about yourself. And you want to, it's almost like let them live, you know, live through you, um, help you to live the life that you want to get. That is is a bad strategy. So we mentioned earlier then is a self-awareness piece. And we also talk about social awareness, right? Which is your ability to accurately pick up on emotions in other people and and understand what's really going on, right? And so you'll want to also help your people in this area that they become socially aware. They can check in. So if they're under the impression that, and again, it doesn't matter where they get this from because somebody must have kind of, Telegraphed this to them that they feel as if their job is to make you happy. If that's what their belief system is, somebody somewhere have in, inserted that belief system in them, and it could be a carryover. It could be from another place, and you're unfortunate to have becoming you know that person that you didn't cause this, you didn't put that in their mind, but they've they've come into your your. Um, teen with that mentality and so they're looking at you with suspicion and they're wondering oh am I making him happy am I making her happy am I upsetting him am I upsetting her and boy that's a tough way to do any kind of business because it's because they spend more time worrying about that trying to walk the thin line that it impacts the overall culture, it impacts productivity, it impacts just authenticity, you name it. Everything that goes contrary to success happens because they have this mindset. And again, I, I know this culturally. It happens probably in some cultures more so than others. The culture from which I belong as I mentioned earlier, it tend to be, I remember, now again, I have left that, when I say leave that culture, it never, I never leave it because it's in me, right? It's ingrained in me to some degree. I have made some adjustment, of course, like we all should. I have grown. I have put aside some of the things that I believe was just, just is not working. uh, It's not appropriate. It's not right, you know, and so on. So we understand that, but the basic parts of our culture we always take with us. But since I'm outside of that for so long and living outside of Jamaica, I don't know if it's still true. And maybe if someone is living there and you're listening to this this podcast, you you probably could help me to see, I mean, is it still going on? But what I remember is that it's almost... Within the culture, it's ingrained in the culture when it comes to a leader, the boss. It's about the boss. It's like he or she have been elevated to this position, this title, and they are going to let you know that they are the boss. Now, people make up their own story to what that means, especially if it's not clear what that's been said, what the definition, what the Understanding is, they're going to make up their own story as to what that means. And if their story is one where they feel as if you're needing them to make your day and make you happy and make you comfortable and make you, you you name it, then they're going to not be able to do what it is that makes the overall team successful. So Social awareness, and then the next thing that I believe is important for for you and I as leaders we've got to then help our people to create to be able to have better relationship management which is your ability to use the awareness of your emotions right so you is your ability to use your awareness that you've kind of figured out in self awareness right use that awareness. Of your emotions and the others' emotions that you're interacting with to manage the relationships successfully. Right? That is what it is you are doing. And when we talk about the relationship management here is just really the idea of the conflict management, how you inspire them, how you educate them, how you have teamwork. Coach, mentor, relationship—all of those things I'm talking about there. So I just wanted to mention that in case you you wondered. But I want to go back to my original statement and where we're coming from in this episode is that when people are thinking that their job is to make you happy and somehow wherever they get that they got that idea from, it's it's irrelevant. It's a point that they do have it, and one of the things, one of the ways as we're coming to the end of our episode today, that you can actually detect this is when you see yourself kind of moving around your team, how do they react to you? Do they kind of, when they see you come in, conversation changes. When they're in a little, little pocket of together, when you come, do they kind of saunter off one by one? Do they kind of invite you into where they're at? Now, I understand it's not going to be everything that you need to be in every, you know, in everything they are doing. Obviously not. But for the most part, if you are self-aware and you are able to accurately read the body language of those that your team members are, which is social awareness, then you're able, you're going to be able to detect this. And that's why I talk about the need to raise your emotional intelligence or your emotional quotient. And that's what intelligent leaders are all about. And I hope this, this episode today at least began, begin to put something in your mind to have you look around and say, I wonder if my team members are thinking that I want them to just to do things for my sake, to serve me, to make me happy. And, and my friend if that's the prevailing attitude or the prevailing tone of the 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 team you've got some work to do you've got some work to do and and don't resent don't resist don't have like you know oh here we go kind of have... no 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 see it as an opportunity an opportunity to connect in my book the More intelligent leader which is available on Amazon I talk about this kind of thing where I mentioned um, leadership is relationship and leadership is partnership, two separate chapters. Inside there, you'll find me talk about exactly this in another way. How to connect, how to allow your people to know, like, and trust you, how to build consistency. All of that I have in my new book, which is available on Amazon, like I just said, in both in print format and Kindle, an ebook format, so you can go ahead and look, get your copy today. Go Make sure you get your copy today, and, and you will see what I'm talking about because I cover this and a whole lot more in there. I also want to encourage you to join me in our Facebook group where we can have further discussion. You can ask questions. The Facebook group is facebook.com slash groups slash emotelligent leaders, E-M-O-T-E-L-L-I-G-E-N-T, more intelligent leaders and request to join the group you have to answer three questions and based upon the fit if you are the person that we think based upon the fit that you how you answer the question will invite you in to be a part of the group there's some exciting things are happening i'll be making announcements very soon on what some of these exciting things are and you don't want to miss out on that okay so join the group continue to listen to this podcast Share this podcast with at least one more person who you think could benefit from it. And make certain that you are commenting, leaving me a review and rating wherever you're listening to this this podcast. Please make some time today to leave me a rating and review. And when you have bought the book and read the book, please also leave me a rating and review on Amazon. I would truly appreciate that. My friend, all I've said today, remember this. You're one skill away from that. One skill. And that's all I want to remind you about. And with that said, we are at the end of our show. And if you have been listening for a while, you know how it closes out, right? Peace out. God bless. And I'll see you on the flip side. Yeah.